0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to the Cubby's Crib podcast on the Fan Set and Network Climbing the Ivy. This is your host, Alex Pat, alongside Adam McGinnis, as usual. We have a pretty fun show for you tonight. We're going to be updating you the game in Cleveland right now. Uh, not looking that great, but it's still only a two run deficit. It's 3 1 Indians going to the seventh. Uh, so we got the top of the order coming up, it looks like. Uh, anyway, Let's welcome in Adam McGinnis, and we'll just get right into it. So, Adam, how you doing tonight? I'm just dandy, thanks for asking. Good, good. So, there's a lot to talk about, as I just said. Right now, what I want to start with is the series in Cleveland against the Indians. Uh, they're wrapping up the final game tonight. It was a very brief two-game set. It was a special series. And I don't think that it really takes a lot of explanation to say why they're returning to Cleveland for the first time since the world series, the stadium, which they won it all the stadium, which the curse was ended. And it's going to be a very special place in the mind of the Chicago Cubs and their fans for many, many, many years. Uh, Were you excited to come back to Cleveland for that kind of nostalgic feel, or were you just kind of like, all right, it's another series? No way. First time back in Cleveland since winning
0: the World Series. I made a graphic uh, using an online generator that does the, like the Always Sunny in Philadelphia show. You know that show, right? Oh, of course. Yeah, it did. Uh, it's always raining in Cleveland. The gang brings their rings. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and any any chance to mock the Indians and their fans for blowing a 3-1 series lead, I'll take it, and it's fun. So, yeah, it's... And it was good to uh, watch some highlights of the World Series on ESPN before the game. It's just, I'm sure it uh, has to be frustrating for Indians fans,
1: and that gives me joy. <laughs> well, at least you admit it. And speaking of 3-1, to one, it's kind of funny that it's 3-1 to one right now, and hopefully you can do what they did in that series and blow it. Very odd ball game. John Lester has been really good, except he threw and gave up three solo home runs. Other than that, he's given up like one single and one walk, but three solo home runs. Very, very weird. Uh, Bauer has been overall pretty good. The Cubs have had some scoring chances, and besides the Rizzo RBI single, have not been able to bring those other guys in. But, you know, there's still some time here. We'll see what happens. We will keep up updating you on that. But the first game went pretty dang well. They scored 10 runs. The offense for the most part lately, has been on fire. Uh, What did you like about the first game in the series? Kyle Schwarber and Javier Baez. uh, Two home
0: runs for Kyle Schwarber, both just demolished. Something like 117 miles per hour exit velocity on the second one, I think. And I generally don't care about stats like that, but this one impressed me. Uh, Contreras homered as well, half was hitting it's good to see him kind of getting back on track a little bit but yeah mostly I'm just loving seeing guys like Kyle Schwarber and Javier Baez carrying the team at the moment
1: yeah it was really fun to watch Kyle Schwarber hit those home runs and unlike you I'm all about the stat cast I love that stuff I'm a nerd about it and that first Uh, home run is when he had the uh, 117 mile an hour just absolutely oh it was the first one yeah, it was the first okay. one. Okay, It wasn't gotcha. even hit in the air. It was just a line shot. and yeah, Pat it was Hughes like a on laser. The radio. Yeah, it was. Pat Hughes didn't like have time to call it because it was already in the seats by the time it left the bat. That was just so cool to see. And seeing him do it again, even though it wasn't quite as a laser the second time, it was still a pretty majestic blast. But, yeah, I mean, they were clicking on all cylinders last night. The offense was getting timely hits, they were having some good at bats. And that's really been kind of the theme going back to when they started with this lineup against the Cardinals in that finale. They scored eight runs in that game as well. And we're going to get into the Colorado series in just a minute. But you really got to like the way this offense is played, even though tonight so far it's been shut down, but you know, Bauer's been making some good pitches. And the big story is over yet. Yeah, no, it's not over yet, but you know, I'm, I'm just saying, it's, it's going to be tough facing that bullpen, too. But even if they don't score a lot today, overall, this has been a really good stretch for the offense, hitting-wise, scoring tons of runs. And I just, I love the at-bats we're seeing from so many of these guys. But the biggest stories, other than Kyle Schwarber, like we mentioned, are Albert Almora and Javier Baez at the top of the order. When they made that change, what, what was going through your head? I like it.
0: Um, I know times have changed and you don't really need somebody fast in the leadoff spot anymore, but I don't think it hurts to have some. Albert Almora isn't really thought of as being a speedster. He's not the fastest guy in the world, but he is faster than Ben Zobrist and Kyle Schwarber, who have both been in the leadoff spot before. But uh, speaking of Almora, one more thing I want to mention about that 10 to three win. Almora got a bunt single, And scored a run. And so many people, particularly millennials, are so anti bunt. And so I just want to say if you are anti bunt, you are anti baseball. So I feel compelled to call out my
1: own dumb generation, but that's just the truth. I don't like bunting most of the time. I think there are situations where it can call for a bunt, but I thought that was an okay situation. I think there are times when. You're just in an ideal spot in the order and you want to move guys over. Overall, I'm not a huge bunting fan, but I think there are times where it is called for. And, you know, he executed very nice yesterday. And what was kind of interesting was last night, you saw a little bit of everything offensively. You saw some bloopers that fell. You saw some absolute bombs. You saw some bunt singles. It wasn't just like a a home run fest all alone or it wasn't just... Just a bunch of ground balls that found holes. It was a little bit of everything. So that's always kind of fun to see. I know it sounds a little silly, but, you know, it's I, – I like that kind Small of Small ball all the way. Small ball all the way. Man, you are boring.
0: I am, I am the opposite of boring. I am as exciting as it gets. I, I – <laughs> I don't understand the disdain for bunting. Like bunting has been around for a hundred years, longer than that, and now all of a sudden it's no good. It, you know, screw advanced stats and stuff like that that say bunting is a detriment and it doesn't work out most of the time. That that's a bunch of nonsense. Bunting for the win.
1: Yeah.
0: I'll anyway. Yell at that loud all day long.
1: Hey, you know what? Good radio shows have differing opinions. That's that's good. That's this is actually pretty good. Even though we can't have a stranglehold on each other right now, I I like I like the tension. I could feel it boiling within our veins. Yeah, I can feel you strangling me in your mind. And I, I can feel, feel like you like throwing molasses at me or something, I don't know, gasping for air. <laughs> but yeah, so kind of going back to Elmora and Baez. Baez is just, I mean, he's he's crushing the ball. He is lining doubles down the line. He's hitting home runs. He's hitting balls in the alleys where a lot of guys will be happy with a double, but he's taking the extra step and going to third base. We saw that really nice trip he had. I think it was in the Cardinal Yeah, it was in the Cardinal series. It was his first half out of the game. It set up the tying run before the Cubs scored a bunch more runs to take the lead. But isn't it just fun watching him on the base paths, not just hitting? Yeah, that's one thing I've always loved about Javi
0: Baez. And that's one reason why he's so likable all the time, despite when he's struggling, because he plays the game hard and with a lot of passion. And when you're watching him, it's obvious that he's enjoying every second of his time out there. And even though he can kind of rub people the wrong way sometimes, uh, It's not um, malicious. It's not – I don't think he's intending to annoy people. I think that that's just the way he plays, and some of the traditionalists get annoyed by that every once in a while. But uh, I tweeted this out before the game, his uh, slash line. Here, 299, 365, 740, with seven home runs and 24 RBIs before tonight's game. Uh, You got to love that from Javi Baez. He's seeing pitches better than he ever has in his career. I think he's laying off bad pitches. That used to be his Achilles heel that pitchers knew if he had two strikes on him, they could throw just about anything anywhere and he was going to swing. And we're seeing a different Javi Baez right now, a more disciplined Baez who's laying off of bad pitches, making good contact. So if he keeps this up, it's a game changer for the Cubs.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And just in case you were wondering, his updated slash line right now is three hundred nine, three seventy one, seven twenty eight, and that is on the ESPN app. And they're really good about updating stats like almost immediately. He had an infield single. Yeah, they are because you look at Baseball Reference and Fangraphs; it takes them like a the next data updated. I was just going to say that. Yeah, that's my. I like
0: baseball reference and I use it a lot, especially when I'm writing. But yeah, my beef with them is that they're really slow about updating stats too. And that's screwed me from time to time where I put out stats that aren't right because they don't have it updated in time.
1: But yeah, ESPN is on top of it. Yeah, they really are. So, so far right now, Baez has two hits and four at bats, he has one strikeout. Uh, Albert Almora has one hit and three at-bats and a walk. His current slash is 316, 371, 474. So the on-base percentage for both Baez and Almora are the same. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah, that is. That's cool. And I know Madden likes
0: to tinker with stuff, but as long as this duo of Almora and Baez are working at the top of the order, I say he just rides it out until it's not working anymore. Because this seems to be the best way right now. Everybody is just clicking with this order.
1: Oh, I agree. If it ain't broke, don't fix it.
0: Yeah, but that's you know, people have that beef with Joe Madden that even when it isn't broke, he tends to try to fix it. Which,
1: you know, he doesn't do all the
0: time. But he
1: has
0: a, a passion for doing that.
1: Yeah, I mean, sometimes he does it at kind of a surprising time. Sometimes he does it when... Maybe we don't realize it's necessary, but it is necessary and it ends up working. But I feel like right now it's going to be one of these times where they're just going to ride with it. We know how stubborn Madden can be even when things aren't working, but I think he clearly sees that Hap was not the right choice for leadoff and that Elmora right now is, and buys is good right there, second. Now, We're going to get more into the Colorado series, and the reason I want to do this is because that brings me to Chris Bryant, who was hit in the face in the finale. And that's important because Chris Bryant loves hitting in that three spot, and it really works out well with and Baez hitting right in front of him. It really does, and hopefully he's not gone too long Luckily, there was no signs of concussions, even though they're still keeping a close eye on him and he hasn't played since. Um, Just your quick thoughts, really quick thoughts. Did you think that was intentional? Because I didn't think it was. I don't
0: think so either. I think that in the moment, people are just so mad about one of their players being hit that they just instinctively like to think that there was some sort of intent behind it. I don't think there was scary situation but the Cubs seem pretty adamant that Bryant is okay and he's only missing these games as a precautionary thing and he could Mm -hmm. even return as early as tomorrow but you know I'm fine with giving him another day off another day or two you know don't play around with this stuff make sure he's all right but yeah I've always loved the idea of Bryant and Rizzo batting third and fourth I've always wanted them there and you know, I get it, having them second and third, there's a possibility of getting them an extra at bat, get them up in the ninth inning, but I think it works best with them in the three and four spots, when, and you're right, with guys like Almora and Baez hitting and getting on base right now, that's perfect.
1: Have people on base for Bryant and Rizzo, that's the way you want it. Absolutely, that's pretty much the whole idea. And if Albert Almora Jr. and Javier Baez keep giving you good at-bats and can kind of drive the pitch count a little bit, then you have a pitcher that could be teetering on a little bit of exhaustion by the time you face uh, one of the NL MVPs and another MVP-type player in Rizzo. So that really does a lot of justice to this lineup. I think it's one of those things where a lot of people, including myself, were wanting to see Almora Jr. be the leadoff man. But there were a number of just kind of head scratchers like, oh, he doesn't hit righties that well, or he doesn't walk that much. But so far, Elmore Jr. is doing everything you want as a leadoff man, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And you know what? If he's not hitting righties as well as lefties,
0: so what? That's the way it goes. Right-handers tend to not hit as well against right-handers. If he's hitting for 300 average – Uh, and he's playing solid defense as he always does, then leave him in there. I could care less if he has a few days where he goes 0 for 4 against right-handers.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Um, Also, moving on with that Colorado series, the finale was a very odd game because we saw the Javier Baez, DJ LeMayhew stuff, and that honestly just made me laugh. I don't know what your reaction was, but I just (laughs) thought that was so funny.
0: Yeah, people are all worked up about it. They need to lighten up a little bit. You know what? Players, they steal signs and they give signs. That's I know it's not technically legal, is it? But they do it anyway. They always have and they always will. Um, and so if a player tries to prevent that from happening, I think he's well within his rights to do that. And the, I
1: agree with you. The whole thing was just kind of funny to me. And it all ended on such a weird play at the plate. It was a wild pitch that bounced back, and they were able to nab the runner. I think it was Arenado at the plate. And at first, he was called safe, and then they reviewed it, and he was clearly out. So, a very weird ball game. And also, a ball game that I know this didn't get talked about a lot, but considering the sun issues with Jason Hayward, which I can't blame him, the sun there is probably brutal. Considering the ballpark where it's just, hitters galore. I thought Jose Quintana put up a pretty gutsy performance in that game. Yeah, that's kind of the Colorado effect, I guess.
0: It wasn't it didn't seem like a bad game for him uh, control-wise. I think he was hitting his spots for the most part. He only walked one batter. He struck out seven guys. But yeah, that's just one of those things. You're pitching in Colorado, sometimes you're just going to get tagged. And one more thing about that game, too, with the Baez and LeMayhew. Uh, DJ LeMayhew needs to have less sodium in his diet because he is salty. Uh, <laughs> for those of you who don't know, he was with the Cubs at one point. And what, did they trade him or just waive yeah, him? Yeah, wasn't can't that remember.
1: the uh, Ian Stewart trade? Because he yeah, was traded okay. before the 2012 season.
0: Yeah, that rings a bell. Yeah, so he is still PO'd about that. He thinks that he's. Oh, it wasn't a business decision, they just didn't think I could help them in any way. That's a business decision, dude. If they don't think that you can help them, then they're making a business, a business decision to move you elsewhere. So I don't understand why all these years later he is still mad about that, but you
1: know, he's doing well with the Rockies now, so he should just uh,
0: get over it.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's really put up some good numbers at Coors Field. So, yeah, I don't know. It's weird, but whatever. Uh, Lastly, from that last game, there was the diving catches by Elmore. He had two diving catches and then that long catch at the wall where he caught it and then smacked, like, face first into the wall. So he was doing some pretty good defensive things, too. That was pretty fun, wasn't it? Yeah, he's a human highlight
0: reel in center field it's nice flipping on the tv and seeing the cubs on the top 10 and yeah we've talked about this before almora not the fastest guy they mentioned it on espn tonight too that even though he isn't a a speedster he makes really smart routes to the ball he gets a good jump he knows where to go and that's half the battle you can be as fast as you want you can gain speed, you can gain strength, but you can't gain instincts. That's one thing that you just have or you don't, and Almora's got it.
1: Absolutely. He really does. And I think that he's going to continue to develop, continue to grow, as he gets all this consistent playing time. It's a really exciting time uh, to watch him play. So one last thing I wanted to talk about before we move on to the series that starts tomorrow against Milwaukee lot of talk so far about you Darvish and it's been a very odd start to the season for him where the first four innings of his starts he's got a sub two ERA he's got a 1.69 ERA has looked real good there and then in the fifth inning it just falls apart epically we saw it against the Marlins we saw it against the Braves at Wrigley Field and then we saw it all with two outs in Colorado and it really started when he walked the pitcher. Things just went out of whack and except for his good start against Milwaukee in Milwaukee, he hasn't been able to make it past the 5th because of that. I mean, what's do you have any sort of like idea why that is? It's just it's so odd. Yeah, so this is a tough one. I can't really give you
0: a concrete answer on whether or not I'm worried about him because It's not a question of the stuff. The stuff looks good. The velocity is good. Movement is great. The worry here is how he handles tough situations, and that's the thing that's got everybody else worried too. As soon as adversity hits, he just seems to let it snowball and get out of control. It's like he just gets frustrated and emotional when something goes wrong and he just cannot bring himself back up. And that's one thing he's going to have to work on, but otherwise, you know, it's still, we're just a month into the season. And so I'm not quite ready to hit the panic button on that yet.
1: Yeah, I agree with you on that. And hopefully there's been some, I guess a little bit of evidence, despite some misquoting that Wilson Contreras and Darvish haven't always been on the same page out there. So maybe they just need to build some chemistry and, he still has some adjusting to do here in Chicago. And when said adjustments are made, I think that, you know, maybe the coaching can help him a little bit and he'll be able to kind of come over some of that adversity because he's just had some really good seasons in his career. It's just hard to imagine that he's suddenly like lost everything. So I think that it just may be somewhat of a growing pain right now. And hopefully that it can be resolved as soon as possible because yeah, like you said, the velocity looks good. It's in the mid-90s. He's throwing the fastball 95-96. He's got some good movement on the slider. Now, we didn't see a lot of breaking movement in Colorado, but that was expected because that is not an environment where you expect that. It's just you knew yeah. it wasn't going to happen. You knew Colorado's that he was going to Colorado, yeah. Exactly. You knew he was going to have to use his fastball and try to get weak contact or jam shots and not do as much of the – breaking ball swing and miss stuff so that was kind of expected so if we can kind of hopefully see him improve with the fifth inning and some of those tough spots which I think we will then I think they'll be in pretty good shape with him moving forward so like I said the sooner the better with that but I'm not going to hit the panic button yet either so we have a few games we're going to play but before we get to the games we want to take a quick look at what's to come and as soon as they leave Cleveland, which this score is still three to one Indians, they are going to go back to Wrigley field yet another four game set with the Milwaukee Brewers. This time it's actually at home, not Wrigley North. It's at Wrigley field. It's just so you don't get the two confused. Um, it's not going to be an easy series. Milwaukee is playing really good baseball right now. Milwaukee has played really good baseball at Wrigley Field. When you look at the past few years, it's really the road team that's gotten the better of the series. The Cubs have played so well at Miller Park and the Brewers, there have been times where the Brewers have just destroyed the Cubs at Wrigley Field. So this is going to be a pretty tough series. Hopefully they'll have Chris Bryan for this one. The Brewers won't have Eric Thames. He had a, what was it? A, a strained ligament in one of his hands, but they're not going to have him, but they will have Christian Yelich back. Uh, what are your thoughts on this upcoming series? Uh, well, first of all, it, this just came to me. Eric Thames kind of looks like Mr. T,
0: but without the mohawk, don't you think? Yes, he does. Yeah. He does.
1: Yeah, if am I a, right? If they do a remake of the, uh, the A-Team, they should cast him.
0: Oh, yeah. So, yeah, as soon as we're done with this show, I think I'm going to find a picture of Eric Thames without his – because I think he does go with the bald look. I don't know if that's genetic or if he does that by choice. Uh, It could be a little bit of both, but yeah, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to Photoshop a a Mohawk on him just to prove to everybody that he is uh, Mr. T's. Maybe it's his son. He's probably young enough. He could be his son, but anyway, uh, back to regular baseball thoughts, Uh, home series. I think the Cubs will do well. Pitching matchups should be in their favor. As long as everybody plays up to their potential or close to, and yeah, having Bryant back will be a big help. And, The fans are going to get to see Hot Javi again, which will be fun.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the things I do worry about when facing the Spurs club at Wrigley Field, they love to hit there. Uh, They got to contain Ryan Braun, Christian Yelich, Lorenzo Cain. The pitchers we're going to see, we're going to see everyone but John Lester since he's going tonight. So we're going to see Hendricks. We're going to see Darvish. We're going to see Quintana. We're going to see Tyler Chatwood. Hopefully when Tyler Chatwood pitches, he'll keep his walks down. Last night's performance from Chatwood, it was better. I mean, he allowed, what, one run in six innings, one or two? So he looks pretty good, but the walks were still there, and that's something that just can't happen every single game. So you're really going to want to cut down on the walks, especially against a team like the Brewers. Hopefully Quintana, Darvish, and Hendricks will have solid starts where they can go – ideally into the seventh inning John Lester just finished the seventh and that is by far the farthest that any Cubs starting pitcher has gone this year Chatwood was the first one to throw a pitch in the seventh inning so that needs to get better because this bullpen is going to be really taxed tell me this looking at this series looking at the Cubs starting pitching is there a guy that you're really just kind of looking at and saying you need to be really good, whether it's the matchup, whether what they're going against is, is there one you're looking at particularly? Oh
0: yeah. It's you Darvish. He has got to prove to us that he can handle tough spots. Um, we've seen it, you know, it blows up in his face once adversity hits he needs to be able to prove that, you know, if a call doesn't go his way or he walks a guy and he's frustrated with himself, he has to be able to uh, get right emotionally and work through it. So
1: that's what I'm going to be looking for. What's good for him is that he really looked good against the Brewers in his first start. So hopefully that gives him a little bit of confidence.
0: He was in in the fifth inning.
1: Yeah. All he gave up was really the Tames home run. That was it. I mean, he was out. The the most frustrating
0: part about that is before it all really fell apart, he had two outs and he walked the pitcher. And then after that, things started really going south. You never walk the pitcher, especially with two outs. That's, That's a big no no, you.
1: Don't do that anymore, please. And here's another hopeful thing about this Brewers series is that the weather won't be, at least according to the forecast, quite as brutal because, you know, I'm not trying to make excuses, but I'm sure it wasn't easy for Darvish to pitch in a lot of these bad conditions. It was miserable when he pitched against the Braves. It was miserable in Colorado. Hopefully some better weather uh, at Wrigley field will suit him well because, Hey, think about it. When he was in a controlled environment, In Miller Park, you know, everything looks really sharp. He looks good. And the other nice thing about that start was after he gave up the Tames home run, he just came right back and started pitching well again. So that didn't rattle him at all. If he can have that mentality right there, just extract the stuff he had from that start, then he'll do well. And I'm going to have my faith that he will do well. Okay. So let's get on to some games, shall we? What's today's game? Yeah. We're playing yay or nay
0: tonight, so one of us will make a proposal about something the Cubs should do, and then the other person has to say yay or nay, and then explain
1: why. All right, sounds simple enough. Let's do it. Who's starting? You start. Me start. Okay. Yay or nay?
0: Chris Bryant, uh, maybe this is insensitive since he just got hit in the head, but I'm going to do it anyway. I don't care. Chris Bryant should stand in front of a cranked pitching machine and just take pitches, so he's not scared of Wilson Contreras throwing anymore.
1: Nay, because that <laughs> sounds like the dumbest idea I have ever heard in my life. Yes, but
0: it's just dumb enough to work.
1: Boy, your well, attitude. I can't remember sure which
0: <laughs> which game was it where Bryant was playing first base and Contreras. Like, air-mailed one. He threw it so damn hard, and Bryant was just, like, ducking for his life. He thought he was going to die. It was <laughs>
1: – you're a big leaguer. You can't be scared of your catcher. Was that against the Braves? I know what you're talking about. I just can't remember the exact yeah, I think game. It, I think it might have been, yeah.
0: I'm, pretty, I'm oh, pretty cloudy on I can't remember if it was at home yeah. or if it was in Atlanta. I just don't remember. We didn't, yeah. Did we go
1: to Atlanta, or did Atlanta come to Chicago? Well, they were in Chicago because that was the series at the big comeback. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: You're right, yeah. Okay, well, that's – okay, so a nay on that one for you.
1: Yeah, to say the least. All right. All right. Okay, okay, what you got for me? Yay or nay? When Albert Almora Jr. gets a day off, they should try Tommy Stella at leadoff.
0: Hmm.
1: I'm going to say nay on that one
0: because Tommy LaStella is not a primary starter. He's only going to get some spot starts. He's primarily a pinch hitter. And so on days when they're, whoever's their primary leadoff hitter at the time, on days where that guy is not starting, I think they should try someone else who does start all the time just to get a look at how they do in that spot and potentially use them there more. So that's, that's where I'm at on that one. All right. Okay, yay or we'll stick with Tommy Lastella here. Yay or nay, the Cubs should trade Tommy Lastella.
1: Like soon or consider it like towards uh, the deadline. Let's yeah, let's say up to the deadline, yeah, sure.
0: Or or even um, at the end of the year. But definitely I... within
1: the year. Can I put a hear ye, hear ye, I shall wait for thee? Because I feel like you cannot. You you make things so complicated.
0: These, them, them's the rules, Alex. I I demand a concrete yay or nay. That is the game.
1: Okay, right now. If you don't abide by the rules, you shall forfeit. Right now, I say nay because he's a very valuable player off the bench. He's a great pinch hitter. Uh, he's puts together some really good at-bats. We'll see how that changes throughout the year when there may be a, a need uh, for something. But right now, I'm going to say nay. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that one. There's He provides a lot of
0: value as a pinch hitter. I mean, he's got to be close to one of the best pinch hitters in the league. But, oh, yeah, yeah you're sure. right in that uh, – you know, as the year goes on, maybe a serious need will come about and the Cubs maybe see an opportunity to fill that need. Uh, anybody could get hurt. They're just an injury away from being shorthanded in the pen or the rotation. But for now, I'm with you. Tommy Lastella should stay. He's kind of a valuable, underrated part of this team.
1: Okay, yay or nay? Ben nay. Zobrist is... Okay, uh, I, I kid. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm
0: a terrible co-host. <laughs> yeah. Taking applications now. New I, co-host. I I, <laughs> I wouldn't blame you if you just fired me after the,
1: after tonight. Fired, Okay, Bye. yay or nay? Ben Zobrist is still going to be a regular player when he comes back, despite this lineup working pretty well. Yay, he will be.
0: Um. If he comes back and picks up where he left off, I don't think the Cubs have any choice. They, you know, That's kind of what I was saying with Almora and Baez at the top of the order. While it's working, you just got to ride it out and keep letting them do their thing. So if Ben Zilberst comes back and immediately just starts hitting the ball as well as he was before, yeah, you got to leave him in there. Uh, let him play second base. You know what? Maybe this isn't a popular choice, but bench Addison Russell. Keep Javi in, put him at shortstop where he plays well, and let Ben Zobrist play second base, and do it that way. Give Addy some time off, because he's certainly not doing anything at the plate.
1: Yeah, I can't really disagree with that one.
0: It's, it's hard. It's, it's a tough thing, but that's kind of the reality right now. Yep. Okay, right. let's see. Yay or nay, it, it, it's my turn, right? Yeah. Yes, okay. it is. Yay or nay? Joe Madden should stop dyeing his hair. Yay! Yay!
1: Yay! Yay! yay. yay. It all looks right. terrible.
0: Yeah, doesn't it? See, it's the thing about dyeing your hair is, and it's different for women because they do it all the time from the from the time they're young girls till they die. They dye their hair because that's just what women do. But men. And the thing about dyeing your hair is it's really obvious when you're doing it nobody and not just because Joe Madden has had gray hair before, but it's just easy to tell when someone is dyeing their hair, and it doesn't look good. Joe Madden is old, just be old that's okay we <laughs> nobody thinks Joe Madden looks like he's forty five he looks like a guy in his mid sixties dyeing his hair black because that's what he's
1: doing. Yeah, sometimes he kind of looks like Grandpa Lou from the Rugrats when he puts on, like, a dark black wig. Yeah, and, you know, that stuff is, it's like paint or something. Like,
0: Yeah, I know. It just, he, it, it looks done, bad. Yeah, and he's done commercials for it, and that stuff, like, it'll stain your shower. I was talking about this with my dad a while ago, that, like, after you use it, they say you have to clean, you have to, like, scrub your shower down because it'll stain everything because you're practically yeah. just painting your hair. Yeah, I'm not surprised. That okay. So yeah. So the, the right. moral the moral of this show is old people just get old. Just be old. It's okay. It's okay to be old. Everybody
1: gets old. Mm-hmm. For sure. Okay. Yay or nay? The Cubs should consider a six-man rotation soon.
0: Hmm. Nay. I think that six man rotation, nah, not a fan. Pitchers get in a groove. They get used to a certain amount of off days between starts, uh, especially for this rotation right now, which is kind of, it's kind of been a bumpy ride. I wouldn't want to throw them off their rhythm. And I'm assuming that the guy who would move into the rotation would be Mike Montgomery. Oh, oh excuse me. I shouldn't be drinking coffee this late. I know better. Um, but. Montgomery fares better in the bullpen than he does in the rotation. He's kind of proven that to us, even though he would like to be in the rotation. But I, right now, I would say don't throw guys off their rhythm. Just leave it at a five-man for now. Don't do anything drastic like that unless you absolutely have to.
1: Yeah, I think the reason why the six-man rotation has come up is because they're going to eventually have to make up a lot of those rained-out games so it's probably going to happen eventually. I just don't know if it's going to happen soon, but it's probably going to be on the mind of a lot of people. Okay, your turn. Okay, the league should mandate the short pants, long sock look. I say yay. I think that's the best look. That's my favorite All look right. in baseball.
0: I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, it's, it, that's the best looking uh, uniform there is long pants makes you look like a goober. Okay. And I'll own up to it right now. When I played baseball in high school, I did the long pants look because it was popular and I was a dirty little follower at the time, but it, well, you're it, it a goober no matter
1: what. So I mean, well, that's, you know, that's true.
0: That's true. I'm, I try to be a goober only in the ways that don't uh, make people think I'm repugnant, but yeah, so short pants, long sock look classic. Everybody should do it. And I'm I'm in this case I would be a fan of Rob Manfred resorting to his uh fascist ways and just putting the hammer down on this one. That would that would make me uh get some more faith in the God Emperor Manfred.
1: Yeah, I agree. That's a really good look. It's classic. I think it's more comfortable. Yeah, I, I just I don't know what else to say. I really like that look. Okay, uh Yay or Nay. Wrigley Field should have a chili dog stand for Chili Davis. I'm gonna
0: I'm gonna go yay on that one. I I like that idea and oddly enough that, that'll kinda tie into my food take here.
1: So yay okay. yay
0: on that one. I like that idea.
1: Yeah. Cool. Well, I mean, while we're on that, we have five minutes left, so why don't we hear that food take of yours? You, you've got me excited.
0: Okay. Um, th- I don't know if this is the hottest food take or not. Um, I was actually talking about this with my dad not too long ago. Um, baseball, Major League Baseball stadiums should have only three kinds of food available. I tweeted this out too earlier. I don't know if you saw it, but... Peanuts, popcorn, and hot dogs. That's it. And that's not including drinks. They can still have water, pop, beer, that kind of thing. But hot dogs, peanuts, popcorn, those are the only three food items any baseball park should have.
1: Yay or nay? Nay. You got to have more than that. No, you don't. Yeah, you do. No, you you don't. Not everyone likes hot dogs. Some people are allergic to peanuts and not everyone
0: likes popcorn. Yeah, well, those people are squares and losers. And see, okay, nachos, eat nachos at a basketball game. That's nachos at a baseball
1: game are great. What are you talking about?
0: No, nachos are great, but not, nachos in baseball, no, that you don't do that. Uh, hamburger, I love hamburgers. I love burgers more than people most of the time. Only eat burgers at home, restaurants, and at football games. Maybe basketball games, but it's not baseball food. A hot dog is classic baseball food. It should be the only baseball food other than brats? popcorn and peanut. No brats? And brat, brat classifies as a hot dog. So I guess I, guess I could uh, – so that's sausages. a little bit of a gray area. But I could – yeah, sausages, sure, that I can abide, yeah.
1: Well, okay, so I think that a ballpark should have more – but i also feel like some ballparks have just really outrageous food that probably ends up going to waste cuz not a lot of people buy it yeah you're pro- people some of these ballparks are getting a little too crazy
0: with the with their food options you, the thing about people is you can't give them a choice you got to we know what they need and we got to give it to them okay so hot dogs peanuts popcorn are just going to pound that into everybody's brains so those are the only 3 things you need at a baseball game, besides your pop or your beer or
1: whatever. Okay, could you at least agree ice cream as well? Because sometimes it gets hot and people need something, like, kind of cold and refreshing that's not a drink. Couldn't you no, Could people, you at least agree no, to ice cream?
0: No, people need to put on their big boy pants is what they need to do in that situation. And it, if it's hot, take off your sweatshirt if you're wearing a sweatshirt. And if you're wearing shorts and a t-shirt, then you're well equipped as you can be uh go get a pop empty out the ice and rub it on your back or something who cares if it looks gross and disgusting uh everybody else if it's as hot as you say then everybody else is a sweaty mess there too so they'll understand i'm so glad i don't live in your world
1: of opinions my goodness (laughs) oh you'll thank me one day Yeah, I'll thank you for reminding me how terrible your opinions are and know not to follow them. I'll do that.
0: (laughs) Or maybe I'll thank you for bailing me out of jail when I get arrested for indecent exposure at a baseball game because I'm trying to cool off.
1: This man was rubbing ice on his bare back while screaming that there were too many concession items. Hey, the kid didn't have to watch. Well... If you're at a baseball game and you're surrounded by people, people are going to notice you.
0: Yeah, or you could just do what I said and just uh, suck it up, you know. Sometimes, uh, I'm going to let you guys in on a little secret. It gets hot outside sometimes. The sun, that big yellow bright thing in the sky, it's hot. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah, and so in the summertime, especially in Chicago, it can get hot, and sometimes it's not pleasant. But that's the that's the compromise you make. You some you sacrifice a little bit of comfort
1: to be at a baseball game. Well, I mean, it can Am get very hot, yes, especially when yeah. you sit in the bleachers at Wrigley Field. You got got to be uh, full of sunblock in the midsummer sometimes.
0: Yeah, yeah. Wear your sunscreen. You know, be protect. Don't get charred. But yeah, just uh just suck it up. You know, sometimes it gets hot. Big whoop.
1: Okay, well, thank you for that, Adam. Unfortunately, we are all out of time. I want to thank you, I guess, for uh, once again coming on the show tonight and being my co-host. So thanks, I guess. Yeah, whatever. Sure. Uh huh. And, yeah. of course, I want to thank everybody here for listening. We really appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, you can follow both Adam and I on Twitter. You can follow Cubby's Crib, the official account, Also on Twitter, at Cubby's Crib, you can log on to this show by watching or listening to all the podcasts. We really appreciate that. So until next week at our usual time, have a great night. Have a great week. Go Cubs. We'll talk to you next time.